Elizabeth. Hello, Scotty. This is Liz and Scotty's potty, and we're doing one a little different this time. Sort of a Yellowstone Season 5 recap. Uh, if you've spent any time at all listening to uh, Liz and Scotty in the morning on Clear 99, we're, we're both big Yellowstone fans. And we talk about it on the air some. We always want to talk about it more. Um, and thought, you know, we're not going to drive people crazy. Not everybody is watching the show. And then we thought, you know what? We've got one of these silly little podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And that's sort of what these things are for. So maybe we will just uh, try and, and do this. It was actually um, it was last season that we kind of had the idea. But it was like with two episodes to go. And we thought, well, let's just remember. Mm-hmm. And then maybe each week we can do a little recap. So we thought, you know what? We'll try this and see. So as we do this, I would say uh, if if you are a Yellowstone fan and you are still listening, if you're not, you're probably gone already, um, just kind of listen to what we're doing. We're trying to figure out a way to incorporate you in the podcast. It's it's easy to do on the radio because you can call and we can answer phones and that, that technology, obviously, a podcast is recorded and we don't actually have that. But we're thinking if we give you a heads up and you saw something on an episode that you really liked, just call us and tell us about it, and then we can kind of bring it to the podcast and, and use it. The same way with text messages and that sort of thing. So just be thinking about that as we, you know, kind of just meander through this and discuss it. There might be something that, that you want to weigh in on, and uh, maybe you can do it on the next episode. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. All right, so as everybody knows from trailers and previews and that sort of thing, Season 4 ends with John Dutton reluctantly running for governor, um, in the time since season four and season five, uh, they do the campaign. You don't get to see any of that. Uh, it actually opens on uh, election night, and his competitor calls him and uh, concedes the election, and they kind of move forward from there. Mm-hmm. To me, one of the interesting things early in the episode, they're on the front steps. The judge says, right hand in the air, left hand on the Bible. Uh, I state your name. And John Dutton doesn't say anything. And my first thought is, okay, there's no way he can walk away from being governor. There's been too much setup of it. Plus, we would have heard something in the previous. Right. But he pauses just long enough, and the judge has to say, state your name. He waits a little bit more. Beth has to lean up. Daddy. (laughs) And it was just a, okay, I know he's not leaving, but what's going to happen right Mm -hmm. here? And I just thought that was a fun little little thing right there at the beginning. I totally agree. And it's kind of going back to like election night or when we found out that he's going to be governor. Did you see his slogan on his posters? I did not. It was like for the land or something. Oh, okay. Free our land. I was like, that's a pretty good slogan for John Dutton. Right. <laughs> so I just found that interesting. It's those little tidbits that I think make Yellowstone so good. Yeah. And one of the things that Liz and I discussed, obviously... He does not want to be the governor. Yes. To me, they spent a lot of time in the first two episodes giving examples about how he doesn't want to be governor. And to me, I get it, but I hope this doesn't like keep going on and on for more and more episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because him complaining could get very yeah. old. We get it. He's bucking the system. He doesn't want to do all of this. Yeah. He's not a politician. Right. He's a rancher. Right. John, you've got to go to the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it's kind of fun at first when he's just canceling all his meetings. But at some point, the reality of, okay, there's no way anybody's going to be in that position and be able to do all this stuff, which you understand because it's a TV show. But at some point, it's like, okay, we, we need to move on from that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I don't know if we've ever talked about her, but the woman who plays 
the governor and his sometime girlfriend, and oh, now gosh. she's a senator. She is so good. Mm-hmm. So good at that. And you know, it's so funny. I know this show is so fake, but the like when she's talking to John about why he needs to go to these meetings, why he needs to have drinks with like these, you know, other big wigs of Montana in order to give them favors so they can return with favors. Right. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like yeah. her whole speech there. I was like, yep, John, go to the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime she's on the show, she's good and it's good. But at some point she's got to go to Washington. So I don't yeah. know how much she'll actually be around this season. That's what I fear. But uh, liked her very much. Then very soon we got into uh, another flashback. And mm-hmm. sometimes I like the flashbacks and sometimes I don't. <laughs> this was a flashback of Beth and Rip. Going back to their early early relationship, back when yeah. they were in high school or, or younger. I'll just ask you, what did you what did you think of that? I thought it was cute. I really like the young actor who plays Baby Rip. Okay. I think he's really, really good. And he kind of shows Rip in a much softer scenario and role. Right. Um, but I was wondering, okay, I was like, why do we need to see this? Yeah. Well... As much as I occasionally find Beth really annoying, I found that really annoying. I'm like, okay, there's no way this 17-year-old, don't take bitter Beth, hard-nosed Beth, whatever she is now, 35-year-old Beth, yeah. and stick that in a 17-year-old's body. There's no way that she's full-formed, badass Beth at 17 years old. And I thought, okay, if, if this is going to be something we've got to deal with a bunch, I, this is going to annoy me. Okay, yes, I get where you're coming from 100%. But do you think what we saw, the flashback, was after Jamie had taken her to the abortion clinic? Because I feel like that is where Beth's character turns into yeah. the hardened individual that she's that she is now. Yeah, that makes sense. And But yes, the 17-year-old Beth was very confident knew exactly what to say, yeah. and in reality, a 17-year-old is not going to be that way. Yeah. It was just today's Beth in that body, and yes. I thought I wasn't buying it, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I was hoping that was not going to be this long-running storyline that we're going to have to watch Rip and yeah. Beth, you know, their relationship develop over the 30 years or whatever it's been. That's, that's where I was. I was just wondering, like, okay, why are we seeing this? What is progressing the current situation with this former story and do you think it's rip's line of well you have to get mad at somebody else now do you think do you think that's leading us into her being mad at somebody else but i feel like she needs another fight but i feel like we don't we didn't need that backstory in order to get that beth and needed another fight yeah i thought maybe it was just an opportunity to show her a soft side of her okay you know, kind of bring, because you don't okay. see that very often, just yeah. to remind us that she is a human being, you know, because she was so sorry and apologizing to Rip for the way that she treated him all those years. Okay. So, I don't know. But I just hope that's not something that goes on and on and on. Liz and I also both mentioned, after the uh, the swearing in, probably my favorite scene of the first two episodes was uh, John and Jamie and Beth riding in the car. Mm-hmm. And it started being funny the second you see the shot because Jamie's in the back. Right. <laughs> and you're like, of course Jamie's in the back. Right. Poor Jamie. And then Beth is pouring the whiskey. Yep. She gives it to her father. And Jamie's like, can I have one of those? No. Yeah. <laughs> With all the swear words in between. Right. No. And, you know, John's like, give one to your brother. Yeah. 
give one to your brother. Oh, for God's sakes. Here, take mine. <laughs> yeah. Now, pour me a drink. Yeah. It was just so, it's the, so good. It's so good. The, the yeah. interplay. I love watching Beth and Jamie go at it when it is lighter moments yes. like that. Because so many times it's it's that life or death and it's Beth just, I mean, sticking her thumb in the wound. To see that just kind of brother-sister playfulness mm-hmm. for me. Because in the end, I'm hoping that Jamie is not the big bad guy that he seems to be headed towards being or is going to have to be at some point. I'm still looking for... As Beth said in another speech she gave during one of the episodes, stop looking for redemption. You're not going to get redemption. And I'm thinking, in my heart, I'm wanting Jamie to get redemption. I don't know that it's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe Jamie ends up saving the family. Yeah. Like, that's how it ends. Yeah. But yes, I'm right there with you. Those and, little lighthearted moments yep. are fun. And it was funny, too, because Jamie in the back, he sometimes has a very stone-cold look on his face, but that one almost looked like a little wounded puppy, like, but but I want a drink. Like, yeah. please give me a drink kind of thing. And it's just really cute and funny. And I giggled at that scene. I like to see him roll his eyes at yes. Beth as opposed to being scared of Beth. Yes. And that just that those times when she's coming at him and he's really frightened. I thought they kind of overplayed that last season that, that Jamie was this helpless, you know, can't do anything. Because at other times they talk about how smart he is. Like the governor in this episode was talking to to John about some very wise decisions that he had made. But at the same time, they make him into this whimpering little, you know, no good coward coward. Yeah. And I just I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't like seeing him like that. But I'm I'm looking forward to at some point you assume that Jamie is going to have the upper hand on Beth. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not for the rest of the episode, at some point they, there's going to have to be some kind of back and forth with that or the story's going to get old. Yeah, or Jamie's going to break. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder, I'm kind of looking forward to that time when you just kind of see it in Jamie's eyes when he realizes that now he's got something on Beth. So, And then, as Liz, as you pointed out, the guy driving the car got involved with it, too. Yeah, and that was so fun, too. And, you know, John Dutton was like, you, you know, you better never say anything that happens in this car. And he right. was like, of course not, sir. He's like, I do want to throw in, if I owned your ranch, I'd be doing the same thing. And John's line was so perfect. He's like, Beth, make sure he's my driver from here on out. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was great. So that was just really a, a good scene altogether. We also got to meet Lainey Wilson, finally. Mm-hmm. We see where uh, where she is going to at least play a part in this. And you pointed out, too, Lainey started flirting with one of the cowboys, mm-hmm. who we've always liked but has not had a big part. And it looks like, at least maybe for this storyline, he's going to get to have a little part. Yeah, and I'm so excited, and I don't know his name Hang for on. the life I, of me. I pulled it up just to make sure. Ryan. Ryan, The character yes. is Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Cute guy, good-looking guy. Uh-huh. Always has a funny line. He's kind of the fun one in the bunkhouse. So it looks like he's going to have something to do now. Yes. Not only with Lainey Wilson, but that whole Wolves thing. I think that's going to be a major storyline here. So I was kind of glad to see see him get a little bit more of a shining moment. And, you know, we didn't see Jimmy at all these past couple of episodes. So maybe Ryan is going to be taking a little bit more of that, like, Jimmy spotlight, you know? Because you have to have at least one of the cowboys in the bunkhouse have, like, a storyline of some kind. Right. I felt like they toned down Teeter a little bit. Yes. Which I was kind of glad of because she was kind of becoming a cartoon. Yeah. Because she's the, you know, nobody understands what she says. She chews tobacco. That was fun for a while, but I was like, now they've just kind of toned her down a bit, and she's kind of just like the rest of them, which I was kind of glad to see that because that was one that was going to get old if they kept going with it. And she looked really good in her, like, blue jeans and her button-up. 
She's an attractive like, girl. Are, she really is. And then there's the storyline of, of Casey and Monica. Um, she ends up in a car accident and loses a baby, which is very, very sad. Um, you thought it was a little too dramatic, right? Like that was like pushing the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. Or when, when she's going down the road and she's having pains. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you slowly see the animal walk out on the road. I was like, oh, we're going to do this. Yeah. You see the other guy in the other truck reaching in the bag of pretzels mm-hmm. and you just, my reaction was not, oh no, it was, oh no, this, we're going to do this. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you needed to throw that drama in there for those two, I guess, but I, I wasn't excited about it. Poor Tate and Monica get the like run around when it comes to tragic stuff happening in their lives yeah. too. Like yeah. honestly, if this was real life, Tate should be in therapy twenty four seven. Poor kid. So sweet though too when he was talking to his dad and he says, "I want you, I want you oh. and mom to try again." Mm-hmm. I kind of liked having a brother, and then you kind of see that registering on Casey's face too because of his relationship with his brothers, and and obviously that was something that meant something to him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they named the baby. John. John. And I was expecting a little bit more about that. Me too. And you didn't really hear anything because I was thinking, okay, Monica was okay with that? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Maybe we'll see more of a relationship develop between John and Monica because they've had their moments before. Yeah, there's always been a mutual respect there. And, and yeah, I always kind of liked seeing the two of them together. Mm -hmm. So, And I must say the way episode one ended with that picture of... Casey and Monica on the bed. John Dutton standing right at the bed off to the side a little bit. Um, Tate is on a chair. Beth is sitting next to Tate with her hand on his arm. Jamie is kind of off to the side with his head down. That, again, I think it's called a tableau or whatever. But as the camera was fading out, I was just looking at that going, that's really neat. Yeah, that's really a great looking cool scene. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that was the end of episode one, and we spent a lot of time on that. Episode two was just kind of more of the same to me. I th- there was nothing yeah. really. I'm sure. I mean the the storyline with the wolves, as you said, that is killing the wolves. That's obviously going to be something that hangs around. Yeah. To me, the rest of episode two was a lot of the John Dutton not wanting to be governor. And maybe that was the intention. They knew full well that they were going to be airing episode one and episode two together one night so maybe they just wanted it to flow a little bit better but i was with you i was like episode two could have been summed up in 10 minutes yeah yeah all right so we'll wrap it up there we've talked plenty i've already you know we told you this was going to be a work in progress i've already thought maybe what we ought to do is you and i pick three subjects about the show and talk about those three subjects or else it's just us rambling back and forth meandering through the episode and i feel like that's kind of tough to listen to Okay. So maybe if we, we tighten it up, focus it up a little bit moving forward. Three favorite scenes or yeah, something like something that. Yeah, something along those lines. Or st- pick three storylines and go with it. Okay. Because a podcast like this kind of makes sense. It's just, it's friends talking. And this is the way you and I talk about the series when we're in here with the microphones off. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that that was pretty tough to listen to, that last 20 minutes or whatever Sorry. it's been. So, again, work in progress. If you come back again, we'll do it a little bit differently, but... Uh, That is our first Yellowstone edition of Liz and Scotty's Potty. Thank you so much for taking a little time to check it out. You can find Liz and Scotty's Potty on clear99.com all the time. Search for Clear 99 On Demand wherever you get your podcast, and you can get notifications that way as well. We just appreciate you listening to today's Best Country, Clear 99. It's a clear country morning.
Lots of neat moments at the CMA Awards. Among them, Lainey Wilson winning two trophies, including CMA Female Vocalist of the Year. This is for those 11 years that I have been here in Nashville and not taken no for an answer. This right here is for, for everybody who has believed in me and a little bit for the ones who even didn't. It's a clear country morning.